Welcome to What's Next, Porto Business School podcast on the future. And I have the pleasure to welcome on the show today Cécile Poignant, a French slow foodista, perfume amateur, fond of books, words, and graphics. Uh, uh, Cécile spends hours on her devices to discover new things. Trends, future trends is what uh, Cecilia is all about. And she also loves walking in the nature to chill out. She loves dark chocolate. And uh, how do I pronounce this? Gen, gen Maika tea? Gen Mai Chai. Gen Mai Chai. It's ah. tea with uh, rice. Aha. Uh, Cecile Poigna is uh, one of the most interesting people to talk to about future trends. And she's currently the curator and editor of Trend Tablets and an innovation teacher at Parsons Paris and the creator of a road trip event you have to talk we have to talk about this the Trendex change um, and also uh, you have been working on uh, future trends on lifestyle topics uh, such as fashion uh, travel uh, uh, wine gastronomy so welcome on the show Cecile thank you so much thank you so much for having me so <coughs> For a person that lives and operates on the future, what is on your to-do list now? I would say that the top priority, which is not only for me, but I think for everyone, is sustainability. Um, we just uh, arrived at a, a very good conclusion, an easy one, but it took us a long time, that there is no planet B. So um, we are all uh, uh, hoping that we will soon be on March. But for the moment, I mean, we are all living here. So I would say that uh, for me, sustainability has to be something um, really important at the core of every new product, every new service, every new business model. Um, so for me, this is the top priority, which goes also with the fact that more and more we are all looking for purpose, um, meaningful uh, life, meaningful actions. So yeah, top priority, sustainability and purpose. Purpose and meaning and, and of course the, 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 the connection with sustainability and, 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 and Aren't those topics that pretty much are considered millennial topics? Um, is this a trend, the fact that everybody is now talking about purpose and, and meaning? Is this something that is just passing by? Or do you think that is really a change? The generation change represents truly also a generational Mm -hmm. uh, a change in the way we think and face um, either the planet or the small things we do in, 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 every, in everyday life. By analyzing what's going on and what you think are the main trends, is this a change that came to transform or is this mm -hmm. a fad that is just passing by and we will get back to eventually business as usual? Uh, no, I think we will <coughs> never get back uh, to business as usual or as what we thought was usual. Um, I think it's a radical change. Uh, it's the fact that um, we are entering in a new um, way of seeing the world. Uh, so it doesn't mean that we're going to stop produce, uh, producing products or um, inventing new services, but it means that um, we need to do all that in a radical, disruptive new way. Uh, so, and this is going to change everything in the way we live, we will live in the future. Um, as you maybe have seen, more and more people are questioning the fact to take the plane because it's uh, uh, really one of the worst things you can do on Earth. I mean, taking the planes, eating too much meat and having kids. So <laughs> I choose 
to have two kids, so I'm, I'm not eating meat and uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to reconsider my uh, airplane flights. But it means that this is not going to be a fad. It's going to be a long-lasting mega trend that will affect about everything. We have no other way to do things in the future. You mentioned uh, this as a mega trend. One of the other, uh, I would say, easily identifiable mega trends right now is everything regarding the digital disruption and the technology development. <coughs> However, you have been building your career not that much out of understanding the future technologies, but understanding the way we will live uh, with those technology, technologies, so there's a, a bit of a, a bit of no a, a huge human-centric approach, and, and and kind of a if 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 you may forgive my uh, my 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 perhaps uh, provoking uh, question, isn't it a little bit reactive, uh, reactionary in some sense? Are you refusing the technology and you're <laughs> looking at, uh, uh, at, at, at because you're analyzing a lot of um, ancient crafts, um, very uh, uh, um, earth-connected things like the food and like the, the, the way we live and the, the way we, 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 we relate ourselves with the, 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 the planet and so on. It's everything not technological. Don't you fear that you are uh, swimming against the tide in some sense? Or No, I don't think so. Uh, th the thing is that what we have to consider is that it's a long time that human beings are on Earth. Yeah? It's not new. Um, we are animals. We are part of a system. Uh, we are living on a small unit, which is called planet Earth. It's quite small, in fact, even if it's a bit big, but it's small. And the thing is that the, the whole idea of di digital and technology, as you describe it, is quite new. I mean, it's it started maybe something like uh, maybe... 30 years ago or something like that. So, I mean, the way we are using those tools um, is quite brand new. And we need, and uh, there are more and more studies that are uh, showing that we need to find a kind of uh, counterbalance or equilibrium between all the time that we spend on digital devices or digital universe or eSports. But we need also to have um, our feedback on Earth. And so it's not, I'm not refusing technology. I'm so happy to be living in a, in a time with internet. I think um, when I was a kid, I was reading. That was my way of being aware of things that were happening in the world around me, um, uh, far away. Uh, now you have access to so many things, and so that's really cool. So I'm not, um, I'm happy to live in the present. I'm happy to project myself in the future. I'm not uh, looking at the past as something that was a paradise. But I think we need to go our feedback on Earth. And when I see, for instance, um, all the, the project that uh, young students in design schools are doing, they are going back more and more to analogic. They are fascinated by, um, um, I mean, uh, old uh, camera, uh, that are running on Argentique. They are fascinating by 
uh, uh, old records for real that you can touch that are big and not just Spotify. So I think uh, the more we see uh, is we see a young generation that at the same time is of course using a lot of uh, digital uh, tools and services, but also at the same times they are maybe cooking, uh, they are maybe uh, uh, doing things by hand um, uh, to produce um, I don't know new things for their uh, uh, new fashion accessories and so on. So I think we are at a time that all that digital movement is in a need of a kind of equilibrium with things that are analogic, things that you can touch, things that you can really experience with your whole body. Uh, it, this goes back to the first, to the beginning of our, our, our conversation. So this human-centered um, uh, reaction to technology, and, 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 and you, you mentioned purpose and meaning, something that we're clearly identifying are key drivers for younger generations, which are born digital. Um, so it, it, it's kind of a, a generation that doesn't, uh, doesn't recognize or doesn't have, has, has never lived in a world without digital technologies and without digital connectivity. And their reaction, perhaps is this is, a, and I would like to hear your opinion, perhaps this is a, a way for us to find that equilibrium, so to find balance, to find an answer to something that is brand new. Uh, this digital, born digital, uh, digital native uh, uh, generation is now looking for the, I would say, most basic uh, human principles that would be purpose, meaning, positive impact, mission. Uh, um, how do you explain this, this? Because in some sense, it looks like a contradiction in terms. These are, this is the generation that has all the possible technology in their hands, and they know how to use it. They, they are born knowing how to, to use it. Yeah, I know, but I think they, they are, because they were born with that technology, for them, this is just a part of something that is natural. So, uh, and they are looking not as something new or unusual, like maybe my generation had been looking at it. For them, this is a part of life. But they are wise enough to see that this is not the whole life. That, uh, of course, you can spend a lot of time uh, playing on video game uh, by internet and networking with people. But still, um, what they love most is to travel. You know, they are putting their money on traveling to experience, to visit countries, to see people. They're looking for experiences. Yeah, and reality. And they, they, they prefer to spend their money on going to a, a, a musical, a music concert uh, because they want to have the chance to be there at the, the, the right time, the things that only exist once. So what they want is, is they want to have um, strong sensations. They want to have experience. So I think for them... Life is part of digital and non-digital, and that is the way life should be. And, and I think they are quite wise. And if we go back to the idea of purpose, I think this generation is seeing my generation as a generation that didn't um, had enough commitment, and that we were more uh, thinking about doing business as usual, uh, producing products that were maybe not needed, maybe not uh, good enough, maybe with a not a very long-lasting life. So I think this generation is trying to, uh, they have the capacity of analysis, and what they are seeing is that, well, the world needs to be changed, and this is their job because they are the young generation. 
It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's from bits back to atoms. And, yeah. and um, perhaps this is uh, 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 the wrong way of seeing it, uh, because uh, perhaps our generation puts it in a way that, of, of a dialectic a debate, either technology mm -hmm. or, 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 or a more human-centered perspective. And perhaps this new generations, and they're getting some heat out of older generations. We don't understand them that well. We have a hard time figuring out what's in their minds, and, what, and, and there's a strong discussion in Portugal. And I think in Europe, with the mm -hmm. copyright uh, uh, law and so on, the, the end of internet and these kind of things, and we reacted, you know, criticizing the kids because they were not, they, they were missing the point. Perhaps we are the ones uh, lacking some understanding uh, of this new generational, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I would say, uh, perspective of being absolutely natural to combine the digital mm -hmm. with purpose instead of just mm -hmm. the, the the challenge of turning digital into a rea reality, which was uh, perhaps a, a challenge of, of, of previous generations. But here, we keep, at this moment, we keep having the debate of the technology. And now it's all about the artificial intelligence, and everything will be autonomous and intelligent and smart, and, 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 and it, it, the discussion is out there, robots taking jobs, which is an old discussion from mm -hmm. the first Industrial Revolution. But are you worried? Are you worried that we might uh, that the, the, that the, 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 our society might miss the, the equilibrium uh, moment between uh, where technology stops and where uh, everything else is human? Are you are, are you you operate in the future and you understand what's going on? What are, what is your opinion on this future developments of the artificial intelligence and how they can really, in some way, endanger us in some? in a more dystopic approach, but the discussion is out there. Mm. We are talking about what to do with artificial intelligence. Uh, we want to apply old maps uh, to, to that. Let's taxate robots, uh, put taxes on robots because they're performing jobs of humans. And so the, it's, it's an interesting discussion, but it's a discussion, again, on the role of the technology and how will technology uh, replace us or turn us irrelevant or perhaps uh, gave us uh, freedom and space to do other very interesting things. But what is your opinion on, 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 on this? Uh, I think from the very beginning of human, human mankind, we always have love as uh, um, um, people to build out tools. From the very beginning, yep. we started to build weapons. We started revolution. to build uh, clothing made out of, of uh, animal skin. And uh, when we were able to master the fire, then we were able to spend less time on digesting food. And so we had time to do art and to start to paint and to start to do things. So from the very beginning, we love to make tools. This is a part of our human DNA. So now the tools that we are inventing are very technological. We are dealing with artificial intelligence. And um, I mean, it's really a revolution. It's really something that is completely new. So it means that maybe we need to, to see that also with uh, a kind of new eyes, open eyes. And um, 
I'm not sure that taxing robots is the good solution. I'm just wondering that we had different revolutions that were important, like we had the printing revolution. When uh, uh, the book was invented, nearly uh, no one was able to read, you know, only a few educated, very wealthy people. Then we have the industrial revolution that brings all the people out from the field in the city to be in the factories. Okay, now we have another big, big, big revolution, which is that maybe there will be less job. But maybe this is a very good opportunity to try to imagine, to try to invent a new way of living. Because maybe for many people, if they don't have to earn money, maybe they will do something else, like maybe taking care of the garden, maybe taking care of the kids, maybe uh, uh, telling stories to the older people, or whatever. So I think it's a time uh, to be open-minded, which is not easy, because many people are uh, very afraid of the future. But I think uh, it's interesting to see also that we have a kind of white page. And maybe it's the way also we need to see it. And maybe the big problem is that now when you uh, uh, look at uh, all the studies and all the numbers, um, we all see that a very, very small group of people is having so many money, really so many, and that a really huge amount of people have no money. So maybe there is something I'm not good with politics or with economy, but I know that this is, um, of course, a problem. And that is, this is creating a lot of tension and a lot of problem in the future. So I would say that for me, um, in the reflection for the future, there is, of course, the uh, artificial intelligence. But there is also, what is the reason of being alive for a man or a woman in the 21st century? What is your goal? What is your commitment? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to give as a legacy to your kids or grandkids? Um, so I think this is really uh, the, the problems that we have to face. And facing those problems, trying to get answers to those questions, which are fundamental questions, um, I would say for everybody, how can trend analysis and forecasting be helpful? So a little bit more into what you do and how how is it how is it helping us and organizations, of course, um, into uh, uh, analyzing the future to understand and answer to the questions of uh, perhaps today also? I think it's it's uh, trend analysis is 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 there to give to people a kind of. Uh, a broader view on things, on what's happening, on, on the big uh, shift of society, on the big movement. I'm myself more interested into long-term trends than into, uh, you know, just flash trends that are going to last for six months. So I would say that um, uh, trying to explain how the future might look like to people, um, my role, I see it as uh, helping them not to be afraid of the future, trying to give them a hand and say, yes, it's a change, but life is always about change. There is no stability. There is no, no movement. Life is about movement. Life is about changing. This is, the, this is the way life is. So it's helping people to understand that it's okay, it's going to be okay, and that it's good to ask yourself questions about that future so that you can be prepared, maybe to open your mind, and maybe to be ready to embrace the change. Um, you, we're 
really fast uh, arriving at the end of the of the, of the show. Uh, but before before we wrap up, uh, tell us a little bit about the the Trend Exchange uh, uh, project and the, and the, and the, and this uh, wonderful things that you have been working on on the f food f future in different cities. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the whole idea was that I, I, I found out myself spending a lot of time behind my screen, um, speaking with a lot of people in many places by Skype and other tools. And at the end, I thought, OK, that's nice, but I want to see people in real. I want to go back to something more analogic, like meeting people in real life, you know, not just you know, email or Skype or Slack. And so I decided that um, it would be good to try to, um, to go from cities to cities to meet people and to uh, share with people something uh, speaking about trends on a global level and then to uh, share with them how those trends are applied on their local level. So the whole idea was to um, do a global keynote on trends on a subject like food or fashion or travel and then to select from the local uh, startups, entrepreneurs, designers, a couple of people to bring them on stage with me and to have a round table on how do they um, deal with those trends and to have a, a, a complete exchange with the audience. So to have something global, local, and with also uh, the local audience. So. And you have been working also, uh, when we have to hurry, on, 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 on fashion and mobility, the connection uh, between the future of fashion and the future of the way we travel, and we, we will move around. And, and you did this wonderful report together with the Powerhouse Group and, and, and McKinsey. Um, can you give us a little bit of insights of, uh, by the way, we can find lots of information on your website, on yeah. cecilepoignat.com, and also on Turn, Turn Tablet, the, um, the project that you, you edit. But give us a little bit of insights, because this is super interesting, because uh, we think of autonomous vehicles, we think of the, the old customer experience and the, the user experience in flights or in trains, but we never think that perhaps the, what we will wear uh, or what we'll, we'll carry to uh, as luggage will also be different. And, and what's the connection there and, and why you were so interested in combining these two aspects that are apparently super connected, but typically we, did, we wouldn't remind, remember of that. Yeah, it's very connected because, I mean, um, uh, the thing that we always uh, have with us, um, it's, it's clothing. This is something because we don't go on the street naked. Uh, so uh, clothes is really a part of uh, what we have with us when we travel, uh, if it's a short travel or long travel. So it means that uh, you might imagine very quickly in a couple of years that maybe we're going to stop having a mobile phone in the way we know it, and maybe the garments will be uh, um, the connection with the outside world. Also, maybe uh, more and more it goes, the more we know that, um, um, like what we see in China with the social rating, with the fact that uh, some uh, governments want really to know where you are all the time. So maybe some of us will look for more anon um, anonymity and the capacity of not being tracked. So maybe garments there are going to be helpful to be uh, to give a kind of screen or to put you in a kind of blind uh, space. So I would say that also the, 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 um, 
are we going to uh, keep on uh, having bags with us or are we going to have more pockets? What kind of bags? What kind of pockets? We see more and more people uh, doing bicycle uh, because it's good for your health. It's better for the planet. So it means that the whole um, garments might be uh, in a need of a reinvention, something that is between, um, I mean, city wear and leisure. And uh, for instance, uh, um, the, the latest collection of Lacoste is really a very nice example of a, a sportswear that is really city wearable. So yeah, mobility, the, the way the city are, are completely changing. More and more people are traveling in city uh, by feet, uh, but also by a bicycle, by scooters, by, uh, you know, many, many different things. So we see that more and more cities are trying to get rid a bit of the cars, like Amsterdam did a very long time ago, like uh, Copenhagen have really kind of a motorway, motorway for bicycle. And uh, so we see that in Paris, for instance, uh, the, the, there is a lot of improvement uh, for bicycle right now. So, and that means also that the kind of garments you're going to wear, the kind of fashion accessories uh, are going to be very different. So it's very linked. Very well, wrapping up. Uh, of course, I, uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be I wouldn't be a good uh, interviewer if I would have an expert in trends, and I wouldn't ask you what's next, what's up there that you're paying attention, close attention to in the, in, in the future. Um, I think for me, what is important is a kind of um, the idea of a holistic approach. So the fact that, um, like we said at the beginning, uh, the balance between uh, digital and analogic, uh, the balance between uh, uh, body and soul, uh, that health is not just about the body, it's also very much about the mind, and maybe also a holistic approach in the way to develop business, you know, not only making profit or making money, but something, maybe a brand like Patagonia with uh, Yvon Chouinard that uh, quite recently gave back all the taxes he had back from Trump administration, he gave it back to help um, saving the nature. So I think the holistic approach is something that I really have very much on my radar. And what's next for you, Cecile Poignan? I think I'm going to move once again. So uh, um, I had been moving quite a, a couple of times the last uh, decades uh, to uh, um, give my kids a kind of uh, surrounding that I thought was better for them. They are now both a bit grown up. So I think it um, might be time for me to find a, 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 another new place. Wish you all the best in, the, in that endeavor. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming to the show. It was Cécile Poignin at our podcast, Porto Business School, What's Next? Join us in the next show. Make change happen.